The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Hello, everybody. Ho, 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 and welcome to the holiday edition of The Chris Sheeran Show here on YesNetwork.com and iTunes. Don't forget, you could subscribe to this podcast. It's very easy, and it's free 99. Just go to the iTunes, type in The Chris Sheeran Show. My big, fat, bald head will pop up, and uh, away you go. You could listen to me and Lou DiPietro, who's right to my right, your left, uh, and we're going to get some uh, some holiday stuff taken care of in this podcast. Some holiday cheer. Yes, but before we get to that, I just want to elicit one comment from you, um, out of what transpired in the Sunday night game between your Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. And this is, this is fresh. Now, Governor Chris Christie from the state of New Jersey was in Jerry Jones' owner's box uh, in Philly for mm-hmm. this game. And he was outwardly cheering for the Cowboys. Now, there's a lot of BM and seeing going on around the social media atmosphere with uh, NBC 10 down in Philly stoking the fire a little bit, saying, oh, just so you all know, Chris Christie's a Cowboy fan. Uh, I'm sure Vice Sikahema, if he's still the sports director there and former Eagle extraordinaire, probably had a lot to do with that if that's the case. Yeah, and if he ever uses the Giants' um, goalpost padding as a boxing <laughs> pad, uh, we're going to have issues. I hated that. My God, that I hate that. Can, can, can another Eagle run a, run a punt back against the Giants for crying out loud? Anyway, but the, the, the latest person to have a problem with this, and there's been a lot of my friends – well, not a lot. I would say a couple of my friends had issues with this. Um, but the latest, uh, I guess, figurehead or, or popular person, if you will, uh, that had a problem with this was Dick Vermeil. Uh, he coached the Eagles to one of their Super Bowl appearances, and he said, How about Governor Christie? I was pissed. I'll tell you that. My wife and I looked at each other. I said, how dumb can, can a governor be? You've got to realize that this community, New Jersey community, there are a ton of fans. But, you know, there are other teams around, New York Giants also, Pittsburgh Steelers, all these teams right here. All right, here's my issue. This goes along with the wussification that we always talk about on this podcast, okay? Governor Christie, and in this article that, that posted this Vermeil quote, well, how did he grow up in New Jersey, a Cowboy fan? Most of my friends. I know several people who grew up in New Jersey that are Cowboys fans. Thank you. Most of my friends in New <laughs> Jersey root for the Dallas Cowboys. And my boy, Orlando Sedam, who I went to high school with, and sometimes I want to reach through Facebook and smack the taste out of his mouth because of the things he posts about the Cowboys, mm-hmm. you know, destroying the Giants this year. And you know what? We got to take our lumps because they took theirs since 1996 or whenever their last playoff win was, or it was recent against the Eagles, but they only have one since 96. And yep. it was the one against, I think it was 2011. It wasn't a good game. Yeah. No, it was 2009. I it, think. Was, it wasn't a good game. No, it wasn't. Uh, but you know, if Orlando is in office and he's a politician, I grew up with the guy. If if Jerry Jones invited Orlando into his owner's box in <laughs> Philadelphia to root for the Cowboys and I saw Orlando, a New Jersey politician, rooting for the Cowboys, I wouldn't think of him any differently. I'm telling you right now, if the Maras invited me into their box in Dallas, I would openly root for the Cowboys. I mean, for the Giants, openly. Hmm, Of course. That's your team. That's your team. It's Chris. Look, you might disagree with his politics. You might think the guy is a a raving lunatic. That's fine. Yeah. But to say you're not going to vote for someone the next time if you voted for them already because they were rooting for a team. You have no business voting. You should not be voting. No, you have no business voting because you're not rational enough to vote. This is my other point. 
Hillary Clinton, who grew up in Chicago, correct? Am I right on that? Um, not exactly sure on that, but I'll take your word for it. She didn't grow up in New York. No. We know that. But she became a state senator. And they lived – weren't they from Arkansas? Wasn't Bill Clinton they the governor of Arkansas, Arkansas before right. he was – yeah. Right. Okay. So Arkansas. Arkansas. She's wearing a Yankee hat? See, this is when I hate politicians. When politicians have to be politicians when it comes to sport teams. Mike Bloomberg, didn't he grow up in Boston? Yeah. Barack Obama has made no bones about the fact that he's a, he's a Bears fan. He's and a he Carolina fan. Like, yeah. He shouldn't have to fake it. No. I agree. So for Christy to go in that box and root for the Cowboys, he's doing the exact opposite of what some, you know, what the, what the politician, the category they fall under. The Yankees hat is one I'll forgive because there's a couple of teams in every sport that are nationalish enough teams that's the yankees being one of them so that's point. okay fair but point but you know where i'm going absolutely absolutely i agree 100 percent. so i just i had to get that out and i know you're an eagle guy yeah. and i know it didn't bother you whatsoever did it uh, you know, i don't live in new jersey so i you know what if uh, uh, political leanings if aside did. political leanings aside i i lived in connecticut and new york the entire time all the things happened around superstorm sandy and christy with jersey and the border and you saw what kind of politician he is. I don't care if he roots for the Cowboys, the, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Giants, the Jets, the CFL. I don't really care. It's it nothing to do with his politics. I, I, I heard it coming in on the radio. I, I, I came in. I did my due diligence. I read the article, and it was just – it was eating away at the very fiber of my being. And thank God I didn't have caffeine this morning because if I did, I'd, I'd, I'd ran about this for a half hour, but we don't have that kind of time today. So, but I, I, was, I, I, I had was, to get it out there. I was glad you weren't going to say that, you know, at Eagles practice on Monday, uh, a lot of people <laughs> brought in sticks of butter and rolled blood. Bradley Fletcher, can't speak Bradley Fletcher around in after he got burnt like toast by Des Bryant. Oh boy. All right. Are you Rough. done? Are you okay? No, that's what I, I'm glad you didn't go there. All right. I just want to say one thing about, about the NFL. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of the national game, this is the only sports-related – well, there's two sports-related topics I had today, and this was one of them. Can we get – like Fox has a handful of sports channels. we got Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2. you got FX and FXX, really. Right. CBS now has CBS Sports Network. Can we maybe work in the next NFL contract to get like the national game shown on an alternate channel? Because, I mean, I watched Red Zone all last week because I really didn't want to watch a 4-9 and nine team play a 3-11 and 11 team. You mean the Jets and Titans? Yeah, I didn't want to watch the number one pick bowl in the late game slot. And I didn't really want to watch the Giants and the Redskins slop their way through a football game in the early slot either. You mean the Jets and Titans, the game that no one wanted to win bowl? The, the first game in NFL history that five ended 16-11? Yeah. It was 5-3 I half. mean, we've, we've got 938 sports channels. Maybe in the next <laughs> NFL contract we can work in, you know, if... You're in, a, you're in a market. I'm sure the people in Tennessee didn't want to watch that Titans game either. No. But maybe, you know, CBS Sports Network showed an Army-Navy replay and then snowmobiling and dirt track racing on Sunday. I'll – You know it's there. You know an NFL game is going to get better ratings than that. I'll king you on that one. Someone called into a sports show and said they were at that Titans-Jets game for some reason. And they were in, like, the luxury area where you could go in and you could get food. There were more people in there watching other games than oh, there yeah. were. Pe- then why? Why are you going? Well, I, I get it. You want the free food, but at the well, same you know, time, yeah. If you have tickets for some ungodly reason, like you won Titan season tickets in a bad white elephant raffle the year before at Christmas or something, <laughs> tricky tray, yeah, whatever you call it, Secret Santa. I mean, whatever you want to call it. If if you won Titan season tickets, I mean. 
Henny Youngman came to your house. Take my tickets, please. I was there when Geno Smith led a touchdown drive. I mean, I don't know. It's... <laughs> There's not too much you could roll up in a ball when it comes to that team this year. And, and don't worry, people. And then last we're, night. We're not going there. I, I would say I, I I would say I watched it, but I didn't. I, I, <laughs> Nobody I didn't watched know, that game. No. Come on, Thursday Come on, night You didn't want to see Charlie Whitehurst? Titans, Jags, Week 16, Thursday Night Football. Come on. That was a tough sell. I saw the commercial come on for that, and I was just like, keep trying. <laughs> keep, keep trying to sell that. That, that, that. Did you see the, the Washington Post blurb about it? Did you see that online? Look I it did up. Not. It's hilarious. I will. I will. They basically likened it to poop. Well, okay. What's your other uh, sports? Oh, seriously, the mumps? The yeah, NHL? The mumps? I know. What's up with that? I Didn't don't you know. get that booster shot yes. when you were like four? Yes, but you had a lot of parents uh, in the late 90s. Uh, mid to late 90s and into the next millennium that uh, didn't believe in vaccinations. I don't know if any of these hockey players were uh, in that category. A good chunk of them were Canadian, so I wonder if that's well, maybe that, that has something to do maybe with it. Maybe that has something to do with it too. But, you know, at the same time, you had idiots like Jenny McCarthy telling parents not to vaccinate, vaccinate their, their kids. Children, yeah. And now you have, you know, it could be an epidemic. I just, I'm waiting to see like the day where, you know, Henrik Lundqvist will be out tonight because he's got the Benz. You know, <laughs> Rick Nash has scurvy. He's day to day. I mean, come on. 1953 called. And get him a lime. Sl- get him a lime and get back in they there. They want their slate of diseases back. Polio. I mean, you're going to get somebody. I, I you know. I, the mumps. Yeah. You get Lego face when you get the mumps. Your face gets all square. You look like you have a Lego head. Yeah. One of my friends said. Yeah. I was like, that's spot on. You're Emmett. <laughs> from, from from the, the Lego, Lego movie. movie, yeah, absolutely. Does who, that mean in real life you're Chris Pratt? Because that'd be pretty awesome. Who Bob Loren's wife said he looked like exactly like Emmett. I don't really oh, see it. Wow, but yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it was, but ah, whatever. Huh. All right, let's turn this into a holiday little get together with our listeners. Out OT. There. I had the Nets a couple of times this week. Uh, thank you for saying you're sorry. I appreciate that. Um, hey, anytime I'm working social media, I make sure to let them know that Chris Yes is doing the uh, yeah the, the pre and post or yeah. Nancy if it's Nancy. So yeah. let's talk Twitter. about let's talk about that really quick. So when was the first one? Monday? Uh, what did they play? Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week? I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday. So Tuesday night, they're at Barclays Center. They're playing the Heat. Is that the game where it started raining inside? Oh yeah. Okay. Only me. A rain delay during a basketball game. We did rain delay programming during a basketball game. We had Sarah Kustak live at Barclays Center giving us an update. Should have got her an umbrella. Uh, Ian Eagle and Jim Spinarkle talking about what was going on. I was involved. Sarah was involved. 31 minutes we filled to get back to gameplay. And when the game started again, the Nets were in slow motion. And was, and was it, I know it was recently. Nuts. Was it Tuesday or was it the next day that it was her birthday and she was doing that? Yes. It was Sarah's birthday. It was Sarah's birthday in Toronto, which was, yeah, also, the next day. Which was also Drake night, Drake by night. the way. Yeah. Hashtag, I don't know, I don't know anything about Drake I don't or his either. music or his. I don't either. And I don't yeah. care to either. I like their cakes, though. They're delicious. Drake's Dogs, cakes are fantastic. Processed food at its finest mm-hmm. right there. Mm, devil dogs. <laughs> um, but we figured Lou and I uh, were going to put a little holiday spin on this. And, and I said, you know, let's break down a Christmas story. But I came up with one better. As I'm, you know, sitting there watching the Nets, I said, I, I want to make my top ten Christmas movies of all time. And these are movies that I have actually watched. So there are more than ten uh, but these are the 10 that I've watched mm. and I want to rank, uh, you know, and there is a particular order. 
Uh, these are the ones that I would watch it. And, and one might surprise you uh, c- considering that there's so many good, you know, one through five, I would say was tough breaking down. Uh, but I had to place them, and, and this is how it goes. And you could comment as we go along. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go for that, and then I'll, I'll kind of yeah. say, all right, I agree or disagree. So see what we number got 10 is Miracle on 34th Street, the old one, you know, the black and white one. Um, I saw it a long time ago, and, you know, like It's a Wonderful Life, which is coming up in my countdown, they're, they're classics. I, they they yeah. have to be in there yeah. it's, I mean, at they, some point. They remade it. That tells you all you need to know about right. it. Right. So 10 is Miracle on 34th Street, 9 – People might throw snowballs at me for this one, but I love me some Vince Vaughn. <laughs> so Fred Claus is coming in at number nine. Uh, it was between that and Four Christmases, and I picked Fred Claus. Um, I saw Four Christmases in the theater by did accident. You really? By accident. It, it wasn't. I mean, not by accident. Duval is in it. it, it it's not like completely terrible. It, it had its moments. It, it was one. It was, it was one night. So me and the, the girl I was dating at the time went to the movies to go see Bedtime Stories, the uh-huh. Adam Sandler movie with Felicity and like all that. Oof. Yeah, I know. And so nobody checked our tickets. Was that your choice? No. <laughs> okay. Nobody checked our tickets when we went upstairs. It was at the Stanford Mall movie theater. Okay. So nobody checked our tickets because we went upstairs. You've been there. Uh-huh. You know what it looks yeah. like. So we we came downstairs and we were deciding between that. And four Christmases. And since nobody checked our tickets, the movie ended and we had like 25 minutes before the next four Christmases started. She's like, you want to go downstairs and see if we can trade these in and we got wrong tickets? So we did and we did and we went upstairs and saw the – so we got a double feature of bad Christmas so movies. So you watched an entire movie. Yeah. Went downstairs, got a, a ticket exchange yeah. after a two-hour stretch. It was like a Tuesday night. What and else were we back up. Yeah. No, but I'm saying they exchange your tickets after you watch it. They can't put two and two together. <laughs> that nobody ever ripped the tickets, so they were in full. Oh, we just handed it back. We're like, we missed the movie. Lord. Can we exchange these? Come on, man. Retail. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to no, go that's that. A, that's just, a great story, though. That's, that's a terrible this memory. This is what I want. Go through the list. And I don't want to just go through the list. So eight is a one. It's a wonderful life. Uh, oh. Z- yeah, Zuzu Petals. Uh, Zuzu's Petals, which also came around in Ford Fairlane, which is one of my <laughs> favorite movies. They actually, It's a Wonderful Life was the final Jeopardy answer the other day because it was based. Was it really? they, they said this movie, it was the final category was like AFI's hundred top movies, and it was like this movie from 1946 was based on what, the short story, the Man That Was Never Born, or whatever it was. Oh. And Alex was like, "Well, it's the holiday season, so this is pertinent because you know Alex Trebek acts like he's smarter than everyone yes. every time an answer comes up. Yes, he does. So, um, yeah." I'm not going to act like I'm ever smarter than you, so don't worry. Uh, at seven, we have Home Alone 2. Uh, yeah, Kevin in New York City. Um, the Christmas tree. Not as good as the first one. That's why it's down at seven. But I put it up you know, in front of It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. It's a little bit more – it's a lot more modern than each of those. And Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci were still <laughs> unbelievable in that movie. And – Seth MacFarlane, in his usual way, does one of his little flashbacks to Home Alone with competent criminals. If you haven't seen it on Google, (laughs) just Google Family Guy Home Alone competent criminals and watch it and 
it'll disturb you and make you laugh at the same I, time. I got to say this about Home Alone 2. I love, I love both of them. <laughs> the problem I have with Home Alone 2 is the same problem I have with The Hangover 2. It's the same movie with the same set of characters and circumstances shoehorned into a different location. Yeah. The pigeon yeah. lady is old man Marley. Yep. The, the hotel staff are the, the cops and the weird elves and the – the lady who doesn't know the toothbrushes, yes. uh, the American yes. Dental Association. Yes. Yes. It's the same movie shoehorned into a different location. And at this Child Protective Services, can we get involved here? They've left this kid home twice now. In, in, twice. In two years. In two years. The McAllisters would be in jail. I'm I did sorry. See, I did see on BuzzFeed or – In 2014, the McAllisters would be in jail. I saw on, on BuzzFeed or Facebook or somewhere that – Somebody, you know, ways Home Alone would be different if it was released 25 years later and just be like a text message. Kevin, are you okay? Yeah, Mom. I thought I made you all disappear. LOL. Like, okay, we're on our way home. Okay. That's it. Done. You can't make that movie now. No. We don't know where our son is. Kevin! Their tic- it was like, you know, their tickets would be on their phone just instead of text like- them and it would be that annoying uncle. Just text them. <laughs> uncle was- Frank? Yeah, Uncle, uncle Frank. Frank. Uh-huh. Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, was, I, I do love I do love Home Alone too, but it's, yeah, it's, it yeah. really is the same movie. It is, into a but it was, it was still good. It was still good. So it's at seven. At six, I love me as I do love me some Vince Vaughn. I also love me some Bill Murray, and uh, Scrooge makes its way in at six. Mm, that I, is a good one. Yeah, uh, the the sign in his office in that movie cross the definition something you nail somebody to, <laughs> you know, to, just to show how ruthless he was as Frank Cross uh, in the movie Scrooge and his real life brother, one of his real life brothers played his brother in the movie uh, and he sent him a VCR instead of a towel by mistake. I'm a big fan of Brian Doyle Murray, by the way, mostly from his uh, his shot in Wayne's World. Yeah, I just I just love yeah. that, and I mean he was you know Caddyshack and all everything else he's been in, but Vacation. Yep, he was in Vacation. He was the guy at the the camp with the tents that was spitting the watermelon seeds. Into the... We like to send out a mailer. <laughs> ding, there's one. There's one. We're going through movies, so yeah. it should just be ding, 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 ding. All right, so number five. Now this is where it started to get a little difficult for me, and number five. That's where the first Home Alone comes in. Uh, I just thought it was a tremendous flick uh, when the spider is on Daniel um, Stern's face. That scream right. he lets out when the spider is on. There were so many good parts of that movie, but that always makes me fall off the couch laughing. That part right there. And, you know, I was remiss in not mentioning – the old-time movie, Keep the Change of Filthy Animal. They brought uh, that back Angels, with, angels with Even Filthier angels, Souls. Yes, angels with Even Filthier Souls. It was in the first one and the second one. I'm going to give you six. three. I'm going to give you to the count of three to get your lousy, four-flushing, whatever. No that. good carcass yeah. off my... And then the second one, one. Was like, you got Bony Bob, Cheeks, Cliff. Bony. The guy's name is Cliff. Yes. No, it's not me. Actually, the other indirectly random, like, Reference uh, in Home Alone 2 that makes me laugh every time is when they wake up on Christmas morning after everybody gets back and gets to the Plaza Hotel and Fuller's in a king-size bed by himself because he wets the bed. Yes, they but brought that back th- around. They brought too. that back around. Yeah. I'm like, the, he's in the bed by himself? Yeah, uh-huh. That uh-huh. makes me laugh because yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into that kind of stuff. All right. Not wetting the bed inside joke. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. All right. We're going to have more on Lou on a couch later. Um, all right. Number four. This th- th- it really started getting tough here. Number four is a Christmas story, all time classic in in the realm of the Sheeran family. Mm. Uh, you know, 
It's on 24 hours straight on TNT or TBS. Yeah, TBS, whichever one happens to be showing it that year. Right. They kind of rotate. And now they're doing Elf on the other one. Yeah. So now uh, they have The Christmas Story and Elf running 24-7 uh, for 8 o'clock Christmas Eve till 8 o'clock Christmas Day. Um, so A Christmas Story comes in at number four. Uh, such a quotable movie. You'll shoot your eye out. Um, you know, I mean, a crummy commercial. Yes, I mean, it, it's just it takes you back. I mean, I'm not that old, but you know, my parents could relate to you know sitting in front of a radio or yeah. you know an old time TV or whatever, getting a decoder ring in the mail. My my wife will not let me have this. Is the third lifetime now. soap. <laughs> this is now the third to, third year in a row I've brought it up. She will not let me get the leg lamp ornament from Hallmark to put on our Christmas tree. Why not? I don't know. I got Kermit the Frog sitting on a log singing the Rainbow Connection last year, so it's maybe I'm hoping ornament. it's Yeah. I don't know. It, what is it? It's a leg. It's a major award. It's like in a statue. They have, they have a Christmas story statue. monopoly. I don't know if you've seen this. I haven't. I, so I was in the mall. I, I did all my Christmas shopping for my wife in an hour and a half in the mall like two weeks ago. I, I'm Good amazing at Christmas shopping. Nobody was in the mall. Everybody's really? doing online shopping. I don't know. So I walked into the um, the calendar game toy store they have in the mm-hmm. mall, and uh, and they have a Christmas story Monopoly. And instead of Community Chest and Chance, it's Triple Dog Dare and a major award. Wow, love yeah. it! It's fantastic. Love it. Number three, it's the other movie I just mentioned that's on twenty four seven. Elf, Elf. Uh, you know, I talked about um, Vince Vaughn, his partner in crime, John Favreau, who directed it and who plays the doctor in it. Uh, he's another one yeah. of my favorites. And, Will Ferrell too. And yeah, any combination. And speaking of a Christmas story, Ralphie now directs a lot of the Vince Vaughn flicks. Yeah. He, he the only thing I've ever seen him in other than that movie was he appeared as like a guest star on Who's the Boss as like a guy Angela. that was, yeah, as a guy that was dating uh, Alyssa Milano or Ralphie. Like one or two episodes. Then I heard he got into like porn or something. So what? I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, but now he's directing. Really? He's directing legit I didn't movies. Hear that. Yeah. Wow, I don't know if that's true, but I well, mean, wasn't no Flick was in was in a porn. Oh, that's right, Flick, yeah, the kid from a Toy Story. No, not a Toy, not Toy Story. My goodness, the toy with Richard Pryor, that dude, Flick, okay. the kid that gets his yeah. tongue stuck duck, to the pole. Duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. he was in a very yeah. Let's stop. Awful, the, yeah, yeah. Was, we'll we'll move on. Yeah. Moving on. I don't know how we got there from Christmas, but uh, weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number two. Two and one are interchangeable with me. Yeah, two, and, and I would reverse them in my list. I, I know. I, I figured you would, and I and I was, you know, I was so it was just weighing on me how I did this. But number one just came out of nowhere after number two was out since 1989. But number one, I I think I, I lost. A lot of snot <laughs> laughing out of my nose <laughs> from number one. But number two, it's going to disappoint some people. And, and probably you're going to disagree with me. But number two is Christmas Vacation. Uh, talk about a quotable movie. Randy Quaid, who has now gone bat you-know-what crazy uh, up in Canada hiding from the law in, in the U.S. right now uh, with his wife. For some, I, I don't know. I tried reading, but it, not but I before he had it. multiple turns as cousin oh, Eddie and God. the bleacher bum in Major League Two. Yes, uh, both uh, cousin Eddie is is probably in my estimation, and you could kill me all you want. Probably the best 
um, supporting character oh. ever put on celluloid <laughs> ever. In- <laughs> Give me somebody yellow. Oh my! Don't God. get stingy on me. Oh, good lord! I mean, the the him in that short robe. Emptying his chemical toilet into Merry the Christmas. store. Yeah. You know what's full. Oh my good! And 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 uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus yep. is the neighbor. And Juliet Lewis and uh, Johnny Galecki yes, from The Big Bang Theory the Big are Bang us, Bang Rusty Theory. and Andre. Yes, might be the best. I mean, no, Anthony Michael Hall is obviously probably yeah. the best of the eight, but like the the best combo there, probably those two. And it spawned the Old Navy commercial a couple of years mm-hmm. back during the holidays, and and yep. the European vacation. Rusty mm-hmm. came back. Rusty. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but there is a fifth vacation movie. It's a direct direct to DVD sequel. And it's called Christmas Christmas Vacation Vacation 2. And they were on the tropical island. Yeah, with Cousin Eddie and the original original Audrey Audrey. comes back. Yeah, yeah. I did see that on TV and changed the channel. It was awful, but it's it's part of the canon just like all of the American Pie Bandcamp movies that Eugene Levy is in. Now, this this should show you, number one, where my sense of humor is kind of matriculating to as I get older. I mean, it's always been kind of like this, but... You have to be a little bit warped, a little bit dented to to to, yeah. to to really sit back and enjoy this one and laugh the way I did. Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton is my number one Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> I mean, I can't help it. The it's a great movie. I, I it's and a great there's movie. a sweet there's there's so many things like the kid that he he bunks with in the house. You know, he cut. He makes fun of him and gets in his face, and you laugh at that. But then there's a very endearing moment when he makes Billy Bob Thornton that Christmas gift, and he cut his hands up, and then that's you know Billy Bob Thornton. See, there's just so many things going on. In it the all movie. comes around together in the end, is what it is. It's yeah. not just a terrible person movie. It kind of comes together in the end. Now, I, I did a bonus. A, bo- a bonus, bonus five. I'm going to say out of out of that ten you have, yeah. Fred Claus would not be on my top ten. I didn't think it would. And um, I knew doing the list. Home Alone, Home Alone and Christmas Story would probably be one, two, three with Vacation. Okay. Uh, I do like Scrooge. I do like Home Alone 2. It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. It should be on everyone's list even if they, they don't see it. Uh, you're probably going to think I'm crazy, but I have a soft spot in my heart for some reason for Jingle All the Way. You know, I – with, with Arnold I was Schwarzenegger. debating. And Goldberg is in that movie, Bill I Goldberg? know. I was debating. Not only that, but um, Phil Hartman. Yep. I forget Phil Hartman was the creepy neighbor. Yep. Um, God rest his soul. What a waste. Him and Farley. And Belushi, if you want to go back. Uh, and, you know, I, I watched a special on Belushi, not to go off on a tangent, but, you know, you don't think about it. He He was just like, he was a comet. He was here and he was gone. Yeah. You know, you, you don't think of it too much, but... He made Animal House, blew up. I think he did the Continental Divide or something. That was like his one of his yeah. last movies. The Blues Brothers, of course. He didn't do a lot. No, he was he was a very he had a very well. So did Chris Farley. I mean, he did a lot of movies, but from his SNL days and then all the stuff he did with David Spade and, and the SNL alum, and then he was gone. Like yeah, just too soon. Just too, I mean, and and. The heroin that Belushi ingested. My goodness. They took the bar. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, what a waste. It's just a waste. You know, they could have made people laugh for, for years more to come. We had a fraternity like Delta Tau Chi on Did campus you really? when I was in school. They were, they were fun to hang with. I bet. They were crazy. If they were, if they were like the Deltas, yeah. yeah I would have been crazy. there too. Uh, now, I, I gave you guys a bonus top five, and then I'm going to hand this over to Lou. 
Uh, and I'll go through these really quick. I'm not going to spend time um, yapping about them. But the top five indirectly related to Christmas movies, <laughs> not necessarily about Christmas, but indirectly Christmas was in the background. Christmas was a part of the movie, yeah. Yes. So here's number five, Die Hard 2. Number four is Gremlins. Number three is Lethal Weapon. Number two is Trading Places. Oh, yeah. And number one is the original Die Hard. I come out to the coast. We'll get together. I would probably flip. I would probably. I would probably move. Die, Die Hard Two would be number one for me. I love the that. second one. I love that movie. That's what spawned uh, what's his face on NYPD Blue. Yes, Dennis Franz. Dennis Franz. Yeah, I love that movie. I love at the end when they're chasing him through the church and the snowmobiles, and then all c- the craziness ensues. Hey, McLean, say hello to my brother Carmine. Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> uh, Trading Places would be number two. Die Hard 1 would probably be three. Okay. Gremlins 4. I don't know. I like Lethal Weapon, but I don't know if that would be five or if I would have something else indirectly related to Christmas. Okay. Well, Batman 2, Batman Returns yeah. also with uh, you know the original Catwoman with Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton. Yeah. I, you know what? That I didn't would, make the cut. I think on my list instead of Fred Claus or Jingle All the Way on the top ten Xmas movies, I really, really like the Jim Carrey version of um, – The Grinch? The Christmas – Yeah. Or a Christmas Carol. The Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. And, of course, the Muppets Christmas Carol because I'm uh, a huge yeah, Muppet nerd. That was, but, yeah, I am too. But, um, we could just talk about the Muppets yeah. for the rest of the show. But the, uh, the, yeah, the, the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, I was a big fan of that Who movie. is your favorite Muppet? Swedish Chef. Animal. All the way, Swedish Chef. Yeah. Woman, woman. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just uh, so my this is might be a little too much information into my personal life, but uh, that's why we're here, Lou. Yeah. So my my fraternity brothers, I, I my family tree of my big brother and so on and so on. We got a lot of Muppets. Okay, I'm like the only one that's not named after a Muppet. It's very weird. So your Delta Salkai so, name was not a Muppet. Was name. not a Muppet name. No, my big brother's nickname is Gonzo, and okay. I'll leave it to your imagination as to why. A very large nose. Very successful sports producer now in Philadelphia. So, okay, you know, he got, he got the last laugh. Yeah. Uh, you can watch him on CBS3 with Beasley Reese talking fantasy football every Beasley week. Beasley Reese, like. former giant. There's your, there's your pop, Andy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, his name is Gonzo. His, uh, another one in our family tree, we have Fozzie. Uh, again, you can kind of imagine why. Big hairy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little brother's nickname was Scooter. Okay. He had, you know, the, the four eyed uh-huh. kind of stage manager nerdiness uh-huh. to him. We've got a Skeeter. Who was never actually a Muppet, just created for the Muppet Babies cartoon right. to give Scooter a twin right. sister. Uh, we don't have an animal or a Rolf or any, any you know. Can I be an honorary there. animal? Sure. Absolutely. We don't have to tell. Animal drum. I, when the Muppets movie came out. That and was I, almost like a walk-in animal. <laughs> walk animal in, drum. Walk-in active. Activate. Yeah. When the, when the Muppets came out a few Thanksgivings ago and I went to see it and Dave Grohl showed up as the fake animal, I almost lost it. I was like, this is, this is worlds colliding. Two of my favorite things of all time, the Muppets and Dave Grohl. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed to say it. I got choked up. The first one. Not the second one with Ricky Gervais. The first remake of the Muppets. Yeah. With the- I took my daughter and – I don't know. It just took me back to sitting with my mom and, you know, when they walk out of the theater and everybody's out there clapping, I'm cheesy, I guess, but I got choked up because it brought me back to my childhood. I don't know. Go ahead. Make fun of me. One of those things, too, that I love to do is is when I see movies and I see people in roles and I remember them from very certain movie roles. Mm -hmm. And so the guy that plays the oil – the oil baron that takes over the the Muppet theater, I forget what his name, Chris something. 
begins with a C, the actor. Also, if you've ever seen the I movie, know his face. If uh, you've ever yeah. seen the movie Money Train. Yes. With Wesley Sandman. Yeah, he's well, the know. guy that – he's the fire gasoline bomber that blows up the subway – like the subway token. Isn't, isn't he Isn't he the same guy in Me, Myself, and Irene? Like yes. Like the bad cop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but he's, but uh, every time I see him in anything, I, all I can think of him is him as the, the guy that squirts the gasoline and blows up the subway token booths and money train, which I saw in the theaters in high school for some reason because it's – you know, couldn't get into R-rated movies at the time. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of the things I'm like, oh my god, it's that guy. Yeah. And like, you know. I see that every time I watch a movie, I see that. I'm like, oh, that's the guy from this. And if I'm watching it with somebody, I'm like, how do you recognize that? I just – I don't know. I put two and two together. It's amazing. You know, as we sit here and as we went through these movies, you know, you, you, really, you, really, you really don't – or I don't. I know I don't until something like this happens. But the way your brain works, the way it could just – like I say elf and I go right to my elf folder in my brain mm-hmm. and I could just sit here – and rattle off line after line from Elf and then A Christmas Story. Another Same bang. It yep. goes again. You don't really sit and think about it. Like our, our, computer, our IT guy downstairs, Jason Marshall, uh, he came up to me and said, oh, my God. I said, what are you laughing at? He goes, oh, me and Boland, we're, we're just doing uh, back to school lines. <laughs> right to back, <laughs> right to, to, back school. to school. It's, it's amazing the way it works, you know. And I, I joke all the time if, if you know, you could have majored in comedies yeah. in college. If, if, we would yeah. have both been at if Harvard. Adam Sandler movies was a class, I could have taught it in college, let, right. alone, let alone taking it. Even Little Nicky. Even, even the bad ones I I've seen I couldn't times. get through Little Nicky. I'm not Nicky. Rodney Dangerfield plays uh, I, 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 I Lucifer. Couldn't, I couldn't play. I, I couldn't get <laughs> With through. Harvey Keitel as the devil and Adam Sandler and Zeus from No Holds Barred as, as the spawns of Satan. I didn't. I couldn't get it's, it. It's pretty crappy, but yeah. it's, it's, it's fun. All right. What do you got over here? Um, yeah. Like I said, I would say, I don't know. Top five indirectly. Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Trading Places, and Gremlins would be on there because, you know, Gremlins is another one of those movies. My wife. I, we were talking, my wife and I, last week with a couple of my friends, we go out for a holiday-themed pub uh, extravaganza right. every year. And we Dig were discussing it. things like that. We were talking about, like, movies and stuff from our childhood. Uh-huh. And that Gremlins came out. I realized I haven't seen Gremlins probably in 15 to 20 years. Yeah, easy. And it's the, not a movie that's played a lot. And so we, the reason this all came up is because of The Goonies. Good enough. So I loved The Goonies when I was a kid. See what happens? I saw The Goonies... Five years ago, maybe, on the big screen again, a theater in South Jersey that a friend of mine used to work at. Mm-hmm. They had like a retro movie night once a month, and they happened to have Goonies one weekend. So I, I went to see it, and I saw it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this movie stinks. Like, it, it just – it didn't hold up. It wasn't – No, it, it didn't. wasn't great. Because you know what <clears> – they could remake that movie right now, and it could scare the living bejesus out of you with, with all the, you know – um Computer yeah. generated stuff that they can do now. Back then, unfortunately, what's her name? Mama Fratelli is dead, so they yeah. have to find someone else to play her. Oh, I'm talk- oh, you're talking about the Goonies. The Goonies. Oh, what uh, were you, what were I you? thought the Gremlins. I'm sorry. Oh, Grem- oh, Gremlins. Yeah, absolutely. Gremlins would scare the Howard the head. Duck too. That's what we were talking about. Like, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I had a major, major, major crush, crush on Leah Thompson. On Leah Thompson, she was she was a hottie. Did you ever see all the right moves? Yes, I have. My she is a good gracious. looking woman. She was on Dancing with the Stars a few seasons ago, mm-hmm. and she's I don't know fifty or so now, and she's still a beautiful woman. Like 
I, I hate to say that, make it sound like I don't like old women or something, but like she looks exactly the same, just a little more. Like she is still gorgeous. Yeah. I, it's amazing. I had the biggest crush on her. And Howard the Duck, yeah, I watched it multiple times. I would be fine if they remade Goonies too because my wife's uh, my wife's aunt and uncle live in Astoria, Oregon. Oh, really? So I want to go out there and visit them sometime just because I want to go to Goonies Beach and I want to drive around like in Kindergarten Cop because they're all around, you know, like that. Like I would be the guy that would take a picture in front of the drugstore in Kindergarten Cop because – It was shot in Astoria it was set, too? It was set and shot in Astoria, Oregon. Yeah. That's amazing. My father was a teacher. My mother was a teacher. Three brothers are teachers. My uncle was a teacher. No, Peterman. No, Peterman. No sign. No sign. Oh, boy. <sighs> so, yeah. A young, I, a I, young I wanna, Corey Feldman. I want to I do that. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't mind if they, if they remade the Goonies. Like, we were – I was out in Los Angeles – Eight, nine years ago when I worked at WWE for, for a show. Uh-huh. And we drove around town. And so this is more insight into my life. We, we used to do this thing on WWE.com where we'd follow around a talent before a pay-per-view like, and have fun with them throughout the weekend. So we had Paul London and Brian Kendrick. They were the WWE Tag Team Champions. And they're both great guys, but they're whacked out of their minds. They're, they're awesome. My kind of guys. Yeah. So we get in this limo, and it's me, those two, the security guard, a photographer, and like one of like the PR guys from WWE. And they're like, all right, you tell us where you want to go. Our, our hit list was we, we stopped at the Dresden because nice. Paul London's a huge fan of swingers. Swingers. We stopped at the Vista Theater and Ghost Rider was playing, of all things, which was pretty cool. Uh, Vivid Video. Oh, boy. The Scientology headquarters. And then we went through the drive through at In-N-Out. Like that was our – like that this is what we do the night before the, the show. Dresden and the, and the In-N-Out would have been my favorite place. Yeah, but it was just so bizarre. Yeah. The random – and Jumbo's Clown Room we went to as well. What's that? It's – um. It's kind of like a nudie bar. Oh. Yeah. Um, so so just, yeah, Al Bundy did a little bit too. Yeah. So the – just – I mean they – their minds the way they work. But it was just awesome. Like I, So I have a picture of me standing outside the Dresden from 2006 because, hey, I'm here. I'm going to get, get yeah. a Doers on the Rocks and a Bud. I, yeah, I, <laughs> who was that guy? I have no idea. <laughs> it's the guy behind the guy. Behind the guy. Um, that's probably one of my top movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, along, along with Dogma, to get away from the holidays. Dogma season, is, but... I think, my least favorite of that series. It's either that or Mallrats. I love Dogma. Although, I mean, George Carlin, you know, makes... Affleck and Damon in Dogma were unbelievably funny. The boardroom scene when Damon goes around and, or no, 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 Affleck goes around and tells everybody why they're going to get killed. Laugh my rear end off every time I see it. And they're making another Clerks, by the way. Yes, I know. Clerks, oddly enough, was I was walking downstairs a week or two ago to grab my lunch out of the fridge in the kitchen. Somebody had on the independent film channel and Clerks 2 was on. So I sat there and watched it because I'm going to miss that donkey. That's great. It's such a great – I mean the second one is – it was great that the second one was so good because you knew it was never going to live up to the first one. But if it stunk – you know, like how they – when they remake movies or sequels, like Dumb and, the second Dumb and Dumber movie. Did you see that? I haven't. I heard bad things. It's not great. Yeah. A- I mean Anchorman 2 even was – it was good, Saw but it's never going to live up to the it hype of Anchorman. It was two hours. It was two hours long. And just the storylines were all weird. Oh, and then he goes just, blind. Yeah, he goes just, blind. I was like, what, what is happening going to. it's never going to live up to being Anchorman or Dumb and Dumber. I but, will admit, you know. I will admit, I did laugh out loud like three times at Anchorman 2, but it was a two-hour movie. 
Yeah. So do the math. I laugh out loud more times than that in like an episode of like Two Broke Girls or The Big Bang Theory yeah. of Modern Family. Yeah, so. right, right. So it, it, maybe it's just movies. Who knows? But I heard the uh, the interview was extremely funny, uh, but we're not going to get to see that one. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. Did you see now that they piggybacked off of this? They were gonna, Some places were going to show Team America World I Police instead that. and then they canceled that, that too? and they canceled that too because the Paramount didn't want any backlash. Right, because that's – they, the, they have the Kim Jong – uh, right. Jong Il. Right. Uh, can but, you see him busy? But nothing else. Nothing happened then. No. I, I, you know what though? That's a. That's a. I hate to say this this way because it sounds bad, but that's a movie with puppets. Exactly. Like it's not like I mean they're lampooning Kim Jong Un or Kim Jong Il, but it's with puppets. It's not like we're going to assassinate you. Okay, but we haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> I haven't seen it. No. We don't know what the context is. We don't know no. what happens in the movie. We don't know how it ends. Look, look I when you start – I, I just when, think when, the general idea is – I know. Is I, I get it. But when you start you know, sanctioning things or being afraid of people saying they're going to do something if you release something, you don't want to live in that it's world. A, it's a slippery slope. You don't want to live in that world. Yeah, it's I'm a just slippery, saying. It's a slippery, slippery slope you don't of want, censorship. Listen, you don't want – can't you, don't, speak. you don't want go. You don't want people going to movies on Christmas and getting hurt. No, you know, not at all. I, that's not what I'm saying. But to you know, sit there and kowtow and and, and fear something that's invisible. I, I, I don't know. I just it's a shame that you know Seth Rogen and and James Franco put all their time and energy into this movie. Uh, they already got paid. Yep. Um, they're not hurting at the bank or anything. And it's got to be better than Pineapple Express. I loved Pineapple I mean, Express. You know. <laughs> Anything, um, uh, Danny uh, Eastbound and Down. Oh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Candy Powers. Yeah. yeah, anything he's in, I I don't care. <laughs> I, he's, I just laugh. I, I laugh at him. I, I can't help it. Um, I think it's a good way to wrap things up here because I think so. We we've it's gone, the holidays. It's the holidays. We want to punch out, you know. And you guys, you're probably listening to this saying, "I can't listen to you. I got to go listen. I got to go get some more." I got to listen to Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, gonna, it's I'm, getting to that time. I'm gonna go put uh, band aid on. Um, I got. I mean, I got a plane third, to catch in. It's it's about two o'clock now. I got a plane to catch in. Seventeen hours. God, where are you going? Why did I convince my wife to do that? We're going to Florida to see my parents this okay. weekend before Christmas, and then we're celebrating Christmas back here. But we have a seven thirty flight tomorrow morning. Why did I convince myself that that good was a good idea? Security five thirty in the morning. There's going to be Lou and his wife. Why did I book this flight? I'll be running through the airport like uh, the McAllisters. Yeah, but once you uh, these fans get good gas mileage, once you get to Florida, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I just the seven thirty flight scares me. Would scare me too. Any flight would scare me. Then we have the last flight home on Tuesday. So it's uh, like one of those like we got the first flight out, last flight home to kind of maximize the time there. Good. That one I'm a little better with because then I'll just come home and pass out and go to sleep. And when I wake up, it'll be Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I don't know. I, I can't believe it's going to be Christmas already. I mean the year just flies by. It really does. And by the way, a little nugget. I was going to bring it up here. That song by Band-Aid, Feed the World. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they know it's Christmas time at all? 30 years old this year. Still awesome. They did that 30 years ago and I will listen to it over and over and over again. I'm going to make one point about music and we can discuss this in either most Ooh, likely off the air. A in, teaser? In future. Yeah. Well, we can discuss this later or, or in the future like okay. outside, of, outside of the podcast realm. Doug and I used to have this clash because Doug is you know, 12 years younger than me mm-hmm. and I know we're pretty close in age. I, mean, I am 12. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I am Job. Um, 
we're pretty we're close enough in age where we, you know a lot of the same references and things yeah, and, and whatever. We get it. I, and we had this discussion about music and like he didn't know who I think it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees came out and he didn't really know like anything about Hall and Oates like you know that kind of thing. Because your kiss, your kiss. So if they remade Band Aid now, do you right. think thirty years from now people would be like, we look back at Band Aid and we're like, oh, Paul McCartney and Bono and Sting, Sting, Boy and George, more guys with one name to George Carlin. Uh, but you know, like all the great musicians that are in that are, are in We Are the World with you know Kenny Simon Rogers Levan. and Lionel Richie yeah. and all that. Group. If they redid that now, do you think in 2045 people are going to look back on that and go, "Yeah, Justin Bieber and Robin Thicke and uh, no, like do, uh, I can tell you one thing, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be still thinking about band aids. Yeah. No, but it's like that's that's a conversation we've often had about music and, and generational differences in music, but that's. An example there is 30 years from now. If they redid that now, 30 years from now, are people going to be looking back pining for Lady Gaga and Selena Gomez and anybody from American authors or One Direction or whoever might be in there? No. Uh, we're, we're so offended in this country. Not me. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. By language and, and, oh, no. and certain words and, and you know you have to apologize for certain things. And you have artists. There's this one guy who has a song out called I Love the Cocoa. And he's talking about how he loves cocaine. And, he, and he's cutting it up in the video and he's smoking it in the video. That's fine. That's completely fine. But a word like bossy yeah. has to go. You know, Hashtag ban bossy. I watch, I watch Give the, me a break. I watch Bill Maher's show on HBO just because I enjoy it. I think he's funny. And uh, Lisa Kudrow was on a few weeks ago before they went off. And she was talking about how now some of the things she's done like in her new – they made the second season of that HBO show she had. Yeah. Um, like some of the, the things. The comeback? Yeah. Like some of the things in there you look back and like then you look at like Friends like 15 years ago and some of the things they did. She's like, I was so offended by that. And now I'm doing jokes about like just ridiculous. I can't say what she talked about on the yeah, air. But yeah. like she's like, now it just doesn't phase me. So it's kind of a different world we live in. But it'd be – I actually would kind of love to hear Band-Aid as sung by Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber and – you would? Everyone yeah, – because it would be a train wreck. It would. I'd love it. It would. Maybe it'd be, Bieber, and it would be, be through auto-tune. Maybe so. Bieber get another tattoo as he was singing. Lil Wayne could be on there. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Could, money, Team Money there. You could throw them into well, the he, mix. He would too. have to read, need to read the lyrics. I'm not sure if Floyd Mayweather could, uh, could do it. All right. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap up this edition, the holiday edition of the Chris Sheeran Show. For Lou DiPietro, I'm Chris Sheeran. We will see you next year, everybody. Have a terrific holiday season. Have a tremendous Hanukkah. Have a tremendous Christmas, tremendous Kwanzaa, and a tremendous New Year. And Festivus for the rest of us. Later, everybody. Mm-hmm.